0: This morning, as we are beginning a season of prayer, God wants me to share the importance of prayer. You know, as the message from God today, this, uh, this morning, is not to really make us so thrilled about prayer, but to acknowledge our prayerlessness and to tear our hearts in surrender. And I believe, I look forward that we are going to have a time of prayer before we close this session this morning. So I want to title my message this morning as Power of Prayerlessness. Power of Prayerlessness. Power of not praying. I want to give you a little outline before we really begin. Prayerlessness began in Genesis chapter 3. When Adam hid himself From the presence of God we read that in Genesis chapter 3 was 8 Genesis chapter 3 was 8 scripture says and they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden when Lord God Almighty came to the garden of Eden scripture says Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God. Hiding from the presence of God is prayerlessness. Hiding from the presence of God, not want to, not willing to face the presence, the face of Lord Jesus Christ is what is prayerlessness. Hiding in God is prayer. Hiding from God is is prayerlessness can you just repeat that after me hiding in god is prayer come on all of you hiding in god is prayer hiding from god is prayerlessness today morning we are talking about the power of prayerlessness adam hid himself from the presence of god he failed to pray Now, do you think why we are hiding today from the presence of god we are hiding why we are not able to pray why adam was not able to stand in the presence of god what was the reason for that come on church are you listening to me why adam was not able to stand in the presence of god fear for what sin because of sin adam was not able to stand in the presence of god today we don't pray at times for the same reason for the same reason when I have sin in my life I try to avoid the presence of God because I don't want to encounter God's presence because I have sin in my life in 2nd Chronicles chapter 26 verse 5 says 2nd Chronicles chapter 26 verse 5 King Uzziah sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God And as long as he sought the Lord, as long as King Uzziah prayed, as long as King Uzziah sought the face of the Lord, God made him prosper. God made him prosper. You know, scripture talks about King Uzziah. King Uzziah was 16 at the age of 16 when he started reigning over Jerusalem. And he reigned Jerusalem successfully for 52 years. He was a mighty king. He was a mighty man of God. The only reason was he sought the face of the Lord and God made his face, or God made his life as his kingdom to prosper. Today, why we don't prosper? We don't seek God in prayer the way God wants us to pray. You know, sometimes we may say that I seek God every day. You know, the moment we'll come to know what I'm going to talk about prayer I felt that I'm not seeking God today the way God expects me to seek God. And I'm sure you'll also feel the same way. That we need to seek God more nowadays. We need to seek God more so that our life will will prosper as we live on this earth. You know, when we lose strength because of prayerlessness, If we don't pray, as a child of God, we lose our strength. The enemy will gain strength over us. Or the enemy will gain strength against us. If we don't pray, spiritually we suffer. If we don't pray, physically we suffer. If we don't pray, emotionally we suffer. Our family suffers and our ministry suffers and everything goes wrong and everything falls apart. Today, if I don't pray the way God wants me to pray, I find that everything in my life is not of good. Everything in my life is no more godly because I feel that without my knowledge, I'm slipping away from God. I'm going away from God because prayerlessness is so powerful. It is so powerful that it can drag you, drag me easily out of the presence of God. Effect of prayerlessness is found in the book of Job. Let's turn to the book of Job. Job chapter 21. Job chapter 21, verses 14 to 21. Job 21, verses 14 to 21. Just want you to follow this very carefully because there is a precious lesson that the Lord is teaching through this prophet. Job 21. Verse 14 yet they say to God depart from us for we do not desire the knowledge of your ways who is the Almighty that we should serve him and what profit do we have if we pray to him they're talking against prayer if I pray to him what profit that I'm going to get who is God Almighty why should I seek him Verse 16 Indeed, their prosperity is not in their hand. The counsel of the wicked is far from me. The number one thing that happens when we stop praying: the counsel is gone. They are not able to make proper decision. Today, if we don't pray, the counsel of God is taken out of us. We struggle and we end up in making wrong decisions. Verse seventeen. How often is the lamp lamp of the wicked put down? How often does their destruction come upon them? Those who do not pray, those who talk against prayer, the sorrow of God, the sorrows God distributes in his anger. Verse 17 says, the lamp of the wicked is put down. There is no light. They are living in darkness. If we do not pray, we don't see light. And scripture says also in verse 17, destruction comes upon them. They lose the protection of God. Sudden destruction comes upon those who do not pray. Verse 18 says, they are like straw before the wind and like chaff that a storm carries away. Verse 18 says, they are not preserved. They are not preserved. Their life is not preserved. Not kept by God. Like a chaff. They are just thrown out. They are carried away by the wind. Verse 19, they say, God lays up one's iniquity for his children. Let him recompense it, him that he may know it. Verse 18 says, or verse 19 says, there is no forgiveness. They say, God lays up one's iniquity for his children. There is no forgiveness for those who do not pray. God's judgment comes upon their family. Verse 20, let his eyes see his destruction and let him drink of the wrath of the Almighty. Verse 20 says, no mercy, no blessing at all. Wrath of God comes upon them. Those who forget, fail to pray. Verse 21, for what does he care about his household after him when the number of his months is cut in off? Verse 21 says, those who are supposed to be on their knees, if they fail and if they forget to pray scripture says according to verse 21 they will face premature death their days are cut short in off the effect of prayerlessness is what we see here you know when i read this i'm i was so afraid i was really so afraid no prayer no counsel of god no prayer there is no light i see dark everywhere No prayer, there is no protection. No prayer, there is no preservation. No prayer, there is no forgiveness. No prayer, there is no mercy, no blessing. No prayer, premature death. You know, today, it doesn't happen to everybody. It happens to only those who are called by his name. Those who are called to pray. God has called you and me for a time such as this. It is time that we need to start praying as a church. You know, God is no more able to keep us as the apple of the eye. Because prayer takes away the protection of God. But this morning, I want to just limit my sermon to three aspects of our spiritual life that we terribly mess up with if we do not pray. So I'm talking about our personal prayer this morning, not about the corporate prayer. We can come to church and pray together. That's different. But this morning, we are talking about our personal prayer life. Number one, prayer helps to love God and love others. Prayer helps to love God and love others. You know, I cannot love if I do not pray. Now, that sounds strange to us at times, but then we'll come to know what I'm talking about. If I do not pray, I cannot love God. If I do not pray, I cannot love others. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. A Pharisee who was a lawyer, who walked into the presence of Lord Jesus Christ, and he asked Jesus in Matthew 22, verse 36, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Verse 37 says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Verse 39, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. We are talking about prayer, helping us to love God and to love others. The moment we don't pray, we are not able to love God. The moment we stop praying, we are not able to love God. You know, love comes out of a relationship. We all know that. For love to develop, a relationship is a must. A relationship has to be established. Then we start loving each other. You know, prayer makes the relationship with God Almighty. If I do not pray, I do not have any relationship with God. So I cannot love Him anymore. You know, in this world, human beings expect love. Animals Expect love so as our God. He expects our love. That's very strange. God expects our love. God wants us to love Him. Who is God and who we are? God expects us to love Him. He longs for that love. He can do, He does things in any measure, to any measure, for that love. If God has set your love upon His love upon you, no matter where wherever you go, no matter how far you go from God. God will bring you back. There are testimonies. You know, God is such a God, He longs for our love. Prayer makes the relationship with God, and we will be able to love God. The deep love for God makes us to hate sin. The deep love for God makes us to hate sin. The deep love for God makes me to deny myself. The deep love for God makes His true followers. Even to give their life for God. You know why people are able to suffer persecution? How people are able to give their life for God? They have such a deep love for God. Nothing else. Nothing else there. Just they have fallen in a love relationship with our Lord God. That they are able able to even give their life for God. We are talking about prayer helping us to love God. You know, when the Spirit of God writes to the angel of the church of Ephesus in Revelation 2, verse 4. Revelation 2, 4. Spirit of God looked at what is going on in the church of Ephesus and he says this. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. The repentance comes through prayer the moment we have fallen from the love of God God wants us to come back to him God wants us to turn back to him in repentance and that repentance come through prayer so if you need to strengthen that love relationship that you have today with the Lord I don't know where we stand I don't know I know where I stand but I don't know about you where you stand with that relationship love relationship with your Lord first thing we need to do is we need to pray only the prayer Can bring us to repentance so that we will again start loving our God spending time with God helps us to love him more second aspect of that is the moment we don't pray we are not able to love others you may say that people in this world they love people others so much then why are you saying that you are not able to love if we do not pray the second part of the commandment is to love others a true child of God can never say that i hate someone a true child of god no matter what it is can never say that i hate someone 1 john chapter 4 verse 20 says 1 john chapter 4 verse 20 if someone says i love god and hates his brother he is a liar Scripture says, if I say that I keep loving God, I love God the most. It's only me and God. But if I hate my brother, if I hate my neighbor, if I hate someone who has done something to us in the past, I am a liar. Scripture says that very clearly. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Word of God is calling us as hypocrite. You are saying that you are able to love God at the same time, who is somebody who is next to you, you are not able to love. And the word of God is very clear. God wants us to love everybody. And we can never say that I hate someone, but love God. Scripture does not allow that. You know, prayer destroys that hatred within me today. You know, without my knowledge or not, I started developing in my life hatred over people because they have done something because they have spoke this against me I have developed hatred within me I'm not talking about just myself I'm talking about all of us but I need to sit and think about it how can I say that I love God whereas I'm not talking to somebody in my life we need to set things things right there may be people in our lives that we never spoke they may be just a phone call away scripture wants us to set things right with them no matter what it is. There is no tolerance for this. C.S. Lewis, once he said, I pray because I cannot help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, walking and sleeping. It doesn't change God. My prayer does not change God at all, but it changes me. It changes me. The more we pray, The more I change God doesn't change he's never changing God the more I pray the more I change prayer does not change God but it changes me the more I pray the more I love others prayer removes that bitterness within me prayer along with the Word of God help me to know who I am outside I look so perfect outside I look I dress up very well outside I look stand I stand in front of the camera nobody knows how my life is but when I kneel down to pray my heart breaks because I know who I am when I kneel down and pray when I take the word of God and I read the word of God my heart breaks because I know who I am God wants us to be sensitive God doesn't want us to lose that sensitivity to the word of God and to prayer prayer changes my life as we pray and surrender It it brings great change within us. The more I pray, the more we pray, the more we love others. Today, the problem with Pentecostals is this. I hate saying this, but I want to say this. The problem with Pentecostals is this. 1 Corinthians 13.1. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13.1. 1 Corinthians 13.1. I'm sure it will be of use for some of us. Or those who are listening to me. 1 Corinthians 13.1 let's read that scripture together let's look at the screen and read that scripture together though I speak let's all read that together though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels but have not love I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal God wants us to love everybody it is good and it is also very essential that we need to speak and pray in tongues But when we just speak and pray in tongues without love, it becomes just a noise. That's what scripture says. When I speak in tongues without having enough personal prayer life, I just make some noise. There is no meaning in my tongues. Because I don't pray. I don't have personal prayer life. But I come to church and pray in tongues. Scripture says that it's just a noise. It doesn't help anybody. Now why we are not able to love? just because we don't pray. As we do not love, at times we become critical. You know, that's the reason people are afraid to come to church, Pentecostal church especially. The moment we stop praying and the moment we start doing things, we become critical and we become judgmental. But when we love, people will see the power of God in our lives. So prayer makes me to love God and prayer makes me to love others. Number two, Prayer helps to live a holy life. Prayer helps me to live a holy life. First of all, we saw, I cannot love God and someone and hate him or her if I don't pray. Secondly, I cannot live a holy life if I do not pray. Prayer is gaining access to the throne room of God. Prayer is nothing but gaining access to the throne room of God. The moment you kneel down, the presence of God comes surrounding us. It is equivalent to we enter into the throne of grace, into the throne room of God. The throne room of God is the ultimate holy place. Let's go back to see what God showed to John, his apostle. God showed John a glimpse of the throne room of God. We read that in Revelation chapter 4 verses 8 to 11. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 4 verses 8 two eleven revelation chapter four verse eight the four living creatures Each having six wings were full of eyes around and within and they do not rest day or night saying what do they say holy 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 Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come verse 9 says whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanksgiving to him who sits on the throne God Almighty is sitting on the throne and the 24 elders the all the living creatures they are flying with the six wings and they were having eyes all around them and they do not rest day and night and they say holy 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 lord god almighty if you happen to enter into the throne room of god this is what we keep hearing holy 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 lord god almighty the throne room of god is a holy place prayer gives me an exposure to the throne room of god Prayer also helps me to realize how unholy I am. The moment we kneel down for prayer, if we do not realize our unholiness, I doubt our prayer. The moment we kneel down for prayer, when the presence of God is surrounding me, I need to know how unholy I am. Then only I'll be able to surrender to God. You know, I'm not talking about praying to God that I want God this, I want that. For I'm not, I'm not talking about the prayer that we make for the material blessings. I'm talking about holding the throne of God and pleading him, Lord, change my life. I'm talking about holding the throne of God and asking him, Lord, remove this character out of me, Lord. Change my life, Lord. I cannot be used by you, Lord, if I continue to live in this way. Lord, change me, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about entering the throne room of God. Interceding for somebody Interceding for someone who is not saved yet Who is going through difficulty in their time They have just asked us to pray I'm talking about interceding for others I'm talking about entering into the throne of God Fighting against the powers of darkness To release the souls Those who are living in darkness I'm talking about that kind of prayer When we pray We get exposed to the holiness of God When we pray our lives changes when we pray we can intercede for others when we pray powers of darkness lose their power today we question at times what is wrong When all the other churches are doing this what is wrong in doing this and I'm talking about sitting at the feet of God giving ourselves to God. You know, simply we do not pray. If we just simply pray for a few minutes and go away, or if we simply just tell the Lord that our need, this is what I need, oh, this is what I need, amen. You know, the statistics say, says, average time a pastor prays is 30 minutes. In that 30 minutes, 15 minutes, he prays for his own need. Or 12 minutes, he prays for his own needs. And remaining 7 minutes, he prays for the church and their needs. And remaining 7-8 minutes, he prays for those who asked him to pray specifically. This is the average figure. We don't know whether that's right or not. I'm just throwing that number. Prayer. If we pray that way, our prayer is a very shallow prayer. We are not throwing ourselves deep into prayer. You know, if we continue to have the desire to enjoy and experience this world like our friends do today, our prayer life is not deep enough. If we think that our old sins are showing their ugly face, their ugly face, I'm, you know what I'm talking about? If the all the sins which we left they won't leave us that easily. They will show us, show their face. They will put their ugly face. It happens in my life. It happens to me every day. They put their face, ugly face, in front of me, in front of us. And if you fall, if we yield, that shows that we don't have prayer life. Our prayer life is not that deep. If we, if we appear to be holy, and rottenness inside, we need to repair our prayer life. know, I'm not, I'm talking about praying. I'm not really talking about praying in the shower. I'm not talking about praying in the car. I'm not talking about praying at work. I'm talking about sitting at the feet of God and giving 100% to God. 100% to prayer. You know, we are living in a world, people don't take time to pray. They say that I am praying every time. I'm praying all the time whenever, wherever I go. That's good. But god is asking you to sit at his feet giving your hundred percent to god why do i say that the disciples were with the lord jesus christ for 24 hours but you know what lord jesus christ asked them at least one hour at least one hour they were with the lord jesus christ 24 hours today we may be with the lord god 24 hours but god is still asking us at least one hour god wants us to give all our hundred percentage to god jesus was always in communion with god the father but he took time to go into the wilderness into the deserted place and into the mountains early in the morning and all over the night to pray to pray so we cannot fool ourselves saying that i'm with the lord for 24 hours god is asking us where is our personal prayer time do we have a personal prayer time if we do not pray at least One hour, as the scripture says, it is difficult for me to overcome the challenges of every day. If I do not pray at least for one hour, the chances are high that I may fall in sin. It is true. You know, we are living in a time such as this, where the enemy is so powerful. Things around us is so powerful. What we see, what we hear, what we experience in the world is so powerful. Because prayerlessness is so powerful today to pull us down. If I do not pray at least half an hour. If I do not pray at least half an hour. I don't want to do this ministry at all. I want to walk away from this. If I do not pray at least half an hour. If I do not pray at least half an hour, I don't want to touch any of the things in this place because things here is holy. I don't want to get involved in myself into trouble if I do not pray at least half an hour. Our prayer, personal prayer life is the fuel for our holiness. God is holy. Scripture says there is no darkness in Him at all. Prayer helps me to live a holy life. Thirdly, prayer helps me to walk in the anointing. First of all, I cannot love God and others if I do not pray. Secondly, I cannot live a holy life if I do not pray. Thirdly, I am powerless if I do not pray. I am powerless. I do not have the anointing if I do not pray. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. The well-known scripture, Isaiah 40 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not weary. They shall walk and not faint. Only those who pray... To receive that strength. Only those who wait upon the Lord to receive that strength. The strength is the anointing that we need every day. The strength is the anointing we need every day. To mount up with wings like eagle. To mount up with wings like eagle. Once eagle takes a flight and it goes up. It is going to fly over everything. It is going to fly over everything. You know, God wants us to receive that strength in prayer and take your wings and mount up with like, wings like eagle so that we can overcome every challenge of the day. Every sin that is trying to fall us, tempt us, we will be able to overcome. The more we pray, the more the anointing. The less we pray, less the anointing. No prayer, no anointing. No prayer, no anointing. You know, early church was a praying church. They prayed and they walked in that anointing. We read scripture as the apostles, they were walking, the sick were getting healed. They had such a great anointing in their lives just simply because they were praying. And today's church, and I'm talking about again the personal prayer life of the church members, we do not pray and we don't see that anointing today. In today's Christianity is the weakened section of the community simply because there is no prayer there is no prayer christians are powerless because of the power of prayerlessness we are powerless today because prayerlessness is so powerful it easily dominates us now quickly i just want to finish there are seven different manifestations of the anointing in the bible but i'm not going to teach about that i'm not going to get into that there are seven different manifestations of the anointing in the bible number one anointing for preaching the gospel anointing for preaching the gospel Anointing for teaching the word of God. Anointing for deliverance, delivering people and bringing them, breaking the bondage in people's life. Anointing for healing the sick. Anointing for prophetic, Anointing for praise and worship that includes singing as well as playing instruments. Anointing for favor of God. Whatever he does, she does, it prospers. It's a blessing. There is an anointing in their life for a favor of God. Anointing for preaching the gospel. Anointing for teaching the word of God. Anointing for deliverance to deliver somebody who is living in bondage. Anointing for healing the sick. Anointing for profiting. Anointing for praise and worship. Anointing for God's favor. You know, God has called us. And given this anointing in our lives already. And where is that anointing today? If we do not pray, there is no anointing. God cannot use us. I really thank God for the testimony that that Debbie shared today. After the prayer, when we were coming out of that place, when she was walking out, that man told, I feel Holy Spirit. Maybe this is just the beginning. You know, we want to see when we walk, we want to see people getting convicted of sin and crying out, saying, what should I do for my sins to be forgiven? We want to see great things happening today and it won't happen just like that it will happen when we pray when we personally sit at the feet of god and pray church this is time that we need to walk in that anointing we need to have that anointing in our lives you know world does not look for fun in the church i'm clear about it world does not look for fun in the church if world wants to have fun in the church They could have gone to somewhere else because there is so much fun going on outside. But world looks for that anointing in the church. It doesn't look for fun. It is good to have fun. It is important that we need. But world doesn't look for fun in the church. Not at all. World looks for that anointing in the church. World doesn't look for motivational speech today. World is looking for anointing. If they need motivational speech, there are many motivational speakers today out there. They could have gone there. But church or the world is looking for anointing in the church. world does not look for the way to become prosper. If they, could have, they are looking for that, they will invest in the stock market. They will not come to church. But the world is looking for anointing. They are not looking for prosperity in churches today. You know, this morning, God is talking to us, talking to you and me. But we need to pray more. That's the simple truth of this message. Now let's stop giving excuses. Let's turn to God saying that Lord, I need your grace to discipline myself. If we need to start praying, we should be willing to discipline ourselves. It's a discipline. When we take the step and we hold on to it, no matter what happens, no matter how sick I am, no matter how, how late I am to work, when we hold on to that discipline. It really helps us. Prayer helps me to love God and to love others. Prayer helps me to live holy. Prayer helps me to walk in the anointing. Now we talked about the power of prayerlessness. If you are a little careless in this matter, even if we are saved, even if you are baptized, even if you are anointed with the Holy Spirit, if you are a little careless, we may lose our destiny. And God Almighty is reminding us that we need to pray. On the day when people come and stand in front of God, Scripture says, Lord God is going to look at some group of people and say that, I do not know you. And they may say that in your name we cast out demons. We did so many things, Lord. We prophesied. We cast out demons, Lord. We healed the sick. But Lord God is going to look at them and say, I do not know you. Do you know why God says that? They have done everything without prayer. They have done all this without having a personal prayer time can we do all this yes we can do all this because god's gifts are not revocable once god has given you the gift he's not going to take that gift but still we can walk in that gift we can evangelize we can do ministry we can heal others we can cast out demons we can do everything people will get saved people will come to church but then if we do not pray We don't have the relationship when we go and stand in front of God. He is going to look at us as a stranger because we don't pray and we don't have any relationship with him at all. And this morning God is telling you and me that we need to discipline our prayer lives.